Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas today, a topic I've never covered ever on the ContenderCast. I am so excited on the podcast today as Bo Burns. Bo, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, I appreciate the chance to be here. I'm excited to... Uh participate. I can't even wait. Okay. So for those of you that don't know Bo, Bo is an aquatic biologist. He's a thought leader in the aquatic management industry, and he specializes in like innovative new concepts and new technologies. And we're going to talk today about that industry and about a very, very cool new technology called nanobubble aeration. It's unbelievable. And I promise you don't have to be too technical to understand it. In fact, I think you'll find this conversation fascinating. So let's do this. So, Bo, I can pretty much guarantee that most of our listeners don't know the aquatic management industry or your company, Solitude Lake Management. So how about help us understand the industry and then the company and what you guys do? Sure. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a very, very important industry, a very important part of uh, our ecology and biology uh, in today's world because nothing is more important than water. Um, and, and so our, our, our company and our industry, uh, we're committed to providing full services of lake and pond management that, that actually improve water quality, uh, preserve our natural resources, and actually try to reduce our environmental footprint. Uh, and you know it includes everything from lakes, ponds, reservoirs, wetlands, uh, you know, fisheries management, weed and algae control there's a lot of things that we do uh all part of of just really trying to help preserve our aquatic environment yeah and you know i bet most people like me drive by and see those and go oh that's beautiful and they don't even realize all that goes into making them work and whatnot and talk about what an aquatic biologist does i mean that's an incredible background you have just an unbelievable resume in this space you're a true expert in this this world but what is that role like what does someone like you do day in day out in this industry well it, it's really to try to help solve problems ecological problems and and preserve um our, our water resources so it's specific, uh, speaking specifically for you know aquatics um we really focus on water quality and um making the environment healthy and uh for our aquatic organisms to thrive, uh, provided the, the aesthetics. A lot of people are just really interested in the aesthetics, but we go a little bit deeper and we want to look at it holistically for the uh, the whole picture. And that's including all the aquatic life, uh, the biology, the functions of, of those water bodies, what they're really made for and designed for. And we just want to make sure that they function the way they should. Sure. And has this been an industry that's grown or evolved over time, or is it something that's been pretty static that's that you've you've been working in, or what are, what have been some of the trends around the industry as they are today? Well, yeah, it's it, it has been around. I've been working, in, you know, in aquatic plant management uh, for probably thirty four years now, and um, in, in some facet or another. And so it is definitely evolving to become more all-encompassing um, where we were at one time which was really important 
a reactive type business. We, we reacted to problems that people had. And as we've grown, the trend specifically for us is to be more proactive and to look at the, what's causing these problems and try to head them off before they uh, become nuisance problems. Wow. And I mean, such a cool space. So, and what a, what a fun job, right? I mean, it's an interesting world. And, and I know we talked before I hit record and I mean, it's just a passion of yours and it's your day job. And it's not often that those things match up. <laughs> That's exactly right. My father got his master's in microbiology and studied wetlands and swamps. And he got me started when I was very, very young. Uh, I like to say, I get paid to do a hobby. That's so great. <laughs> Shouldn't we all? Um, well, okay. So let's dive down a bit. And I know one thing that we talked about earlier that has really evolved with this world is technology, right? And I, you know, when I was doing my homework before the podcast, I was like, nanobubble aeration. Like, oh my God, what is nanobubble technology? And like, what does that even mean? And as I did my homework and reading, I was like, wow, this totally makes sense. And it's it's relevant now more than ever. I think it's, it's even in the news lately. So talk about this technology and what it is and, and, and how it's playing out in your world. Well, you know, it, it's, it's one of the big benefits that that I have is my, my company provides us the opportunity to look at all this new technology, new innovation, and, and try to figure out how we can fit it into to our business and our um, management practices. Nanobubble technology has been around for quite a while, but just not in the lake and pond management. So it, it in our natural resources, uh, for example, nanobubbles has been used uh, – in the healthcare industry, uh, in Asia, Japan, they have used this technology to help sterilize equipment, food preparation areas, help to sanitize uh, fruits and vegetables, for example, to help promote their, their longevity. But we, we saw the benefit of what that does. And we said, how can we basically take this and put it into our natural lake and ponds and try to help provide a better, healthier environment for our aquatic organisms to live? Yeah, so talk about how it works and what it actually is in in reality in, in terms of its operation. What I like to do, I, I, I try to draw similarities so people can you know kind of visualize and think back about uh, even as long as you can remember, aquariums always had aeration. They had those, Absolutely. What, what they call air bubble stones that provided oxygen. Oxygen is very important for, for all the aquatic life. And a lot of times our, our water bodies, because of excess nutrients, the biological demand gets so good that it uses up all the oxygen. And so when they get stagnant, they cause a lot of problems. Nanobubbles, I like to say, is, is, is a more advanced traditional aeration system. So when you see uh, ponds that have bubbles bubbling up to the surface, it's providing aeration that helps mix and and um, circulate the water. Well, nanobubbles is a little bit different because they're 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 very 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 small bubbles, very tiny, and they actually can fill the whole water column eventually. And they're heavier, so they don't come to the surface and just release into the atmosphere. They actually spread through the whole water column, and they spread a carpet along the bottom first. They're dense, they're heavier, so they they sink, and as they build up. Uh, they will fill the water column. So they provide oxygen in areas where typical ponds don't have it. And when you do, you're providing um, a more beneficial environment for, for example, beneficial bacteria. Some bacteria is good and, and it helps to digest the nutrients, break down the organic matter and help clean our water. 
um, when we get in today's world that uh, some of this bacteria has learned and developed, I guess, to, to live in anoxic, no oxygen type environments. And that's when we get a problem. So nanobubbles has helped pr- promote that. So is it a proactive thing or a reactive thing? In other words, you know, I was, and again, some of the things you sent me around, you know, the, the types of algae blooms can spread dangerous toxins, recreational lakes and pools or ponds and whatnot. Is that something that someone goes, oh boy, are, we need to call you guys in to solve that? Or is it we should get ahead of that and, and make sure that we're, we're working with you to, to plan appropriately? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And, and, and to, you know, to answer that question, I could, I, I can say that honestly, it, it's both. Um, we got involved with this because we had problems that existed and we were looking for ways, uh, to implement some more natural, uh, activities to help reduce, uh, the heavy nutrient loads on our ponds and, and, and help improve the water quality. But at the same time, if, if you implement this in ponds that don't have problem, you can help fed off that problem from ever developing. So if you're providing a good, healthy environment, then uh, it's less likely to develop these problems. So it can be used both ways. Um, But I do want to say that it's a slow process. So once you, if you have a problem, it doesn't get fixed overnight. You know, it's a long process of, of just starting to, uh, to, to make that environment better. So it's, it's, it's a work in time. Yeah, and for those that don't know much about the space and you know, do a little homework here, um, the excess nutrients in most lakes and ponds, like they can be sucked up by grass clippings, lawn fertilizers, trash, droppings from dogs, grease, other fertilizer, other wildlife. I mean, all those types of things can kind of take the pH balance and, and whatnot in the water and the other parameters and right take them the wrong direction. Isn't that correct? And that's where you get to this point of having a problem. That's exactly right. All of those things provide a demand, an oxygen demand on that water body. And, and the greater the oxygen demand, the less oxygen is available. And so, therefore, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to augment that system to provide more oxygen so that the natural system can take process. Got take it. Okay. Process. That's interesting. So, okay. So, you mentioned it's been used in other industries. So, how did you guys decide, you know, maybe we should try this? And then how do you, how do you do it? Like, what's, what's the process of, of implementing it? Well, there, there's multiple ways. There, there's four or five different ways to create nanobubbles. And um, we got involved with it because we were, we were looking at trying to, to resurrect some really, really problematic areas. And, 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 and doing so, we started looking and, uh, research and we found that uh, in our oil and gas industry, for example, uh, the fracking, for example, when they pull frack water up, uh, when they're bringing natural gas and oil up, uh, they're bringing up a lot of contaminated water at the same time. And so they have they had to learn to treat that water before they put it back in into our aquifers. And so they have advanced methods of 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 uh, providing technology to clean that water, which is different than we use in our natural lakes and ponds. We kind of thought that how can we take some of that and maybe apply it to a lesser degree to uh, our natural lakes and ponds? Because we don't want to sterilize our lakes and ponds. We, w- we want to actually provide a, a healthier environment for them. So we just took that technology, we backed it down a little bit, and we said, how can we use this to benefit us? And, and so th- there are multiple ways uh, of doing it, but most of them enco- uh, encompass taking a, a land-based 
generator that uh, produces uh, the nanobubbles. There's nanobubble generators and oxygen generators that actually can pull the water out, it runs it through the machine, and then it puts it right back into the pond. And as it does that, it injects that water with the nanobubbles, um, and uh, therefore you're providing a heavily enriched oxygen uh, stream right into the water. Wow. And what are the things that this will prevent or could prevent? What are some of the, the dangers of not leveraging a technology like this? Well, the, the problem is, is when, like, like I said before, you get an oxygen demand that exceeds the capacity of the pond naturally. So, so you can get fish kills. Uh, fish kills, fish will suffocate if they don't have enough oxygen. The ponds can naturally turn over. Um, you know, heavy thunderstorms will come and, and you get that anoxic, no oxygen in the bottom of the pond and it causes the pond to flip. And as a, as a warm, uh, the cold water comes to the surface real quickly with no oxygen. The fish can't take it. Um, and it, and it provides, uh, those stagnant and type environments with no oxygen also promote the wrong, the bad bacteria, cyanobacteria, which that's in the news today that produce a toxic, uh, uh, you know, bacteria that releases toxins into the water. Uh, and so that causes a lot of problems. And, and, um, so we're, we're trying to be proactive in the sense that we're going to provide that oxygen rich environment to, to fed that off. And hopefully, uh, as we're researching and we're and as we're monitoring these systems as they work, um, also hoping to reduce the nutrient load. The nutrients are, are really what's causing a lot of the problems, and they get excessive by multiple means, like you've already mentioned. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and timely. I mean, just in the news this week, you know, we in my area had three dogs that died from swimming in a pond that obviously was lacking in oxygen or had this algae and, you know, obviously needed to be treated. But, um, and it's something I know you've dealt with in, in your area, North Carolina. Um, so what are the keys to growth? Like as you, you guys have got this great solution, you're, you're rolling it out, you're, you're showing how it can be leveraged and in, in being an industry leader. What are the keys for your, your growth over the next year or two? Well, you know, I think uh, the biggest difference from us in a lot of our, uh, other people that compete with us in this space is that uh, we are looking at it as a more proactive program. We want to work on what's causing the problems instead of just reacting to the problems. And I think that's what separates us. Um, it, it uh, their people are looking for uh, green um, alternatives to managing their lakes and ponds. And I, I want to be real careful there because we support all methods of, of lake and pond management. You know, some people have a, a, a negative perspective of, of herbicides and algicides. And, and, and you know, I, I think that's a misconception because if you, if you use them the right way uh, for the right reasons in the right amounts, they are valuable tools that we need and we need to use them. But there's also uh, that uh, mindset that most people would like to think well, if we can do it without herbicides and algicides, if we can do it without chemicals, then um, that might be a better way to go. And so we're looking at that strongly. Um, we have been able to reduce our, our chemical footprint by implementing our, our nanobubble technology and, and several of our ponds in Florida. Um, we dramatically reduced our the use of our algicides and and um, we still use them when we need to. The blooms do occur sometimes, um, and we need to knock them back 
down and short term, and then the nanobubbles continue to, to, to keep it at bay. So it's it's an integrated approach is what I like to say, but that's what separates us is, is that we're trying to be more proactive and head off the problem before they occur. And nutrient management is the key. Interesting. So as our listeners are are, are you know, finding you know this information and and desiring to learn more. Where what would be good references for them to go and learn more, or how could they reach out and connect with you guys and and, and get engaged? Well, probably the best way. You know, in today's world, everybody likes to go to the internet. You know, and, and, <laughs> right. you know there's good content there. Is true, I read it on the internet. It's true. You know, it's right. Bad, you know, but uh, what a valuable resource that internet has become for us. Solitude. Uh, lake management.com all one word solitude yeah fascinating website by the way a lot of good website. content yep yeah and 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 we have a wonderful website uh you know i, I visit obviously i get a lot of my information background information for different technologies from everybody else's websites and and look at what they have uh, and i'm a little bit biased because i do work here and the reason <laughs> right. i work here is because uh uh I, you know, you. I wanted to surround myself. I believe that you you only make yourself better by surrounding yourself with better people. And Solitude Lake Management has been prior to my working here was a customer line for eighteen years. Wow, that's cool. And I, I wanted to go work for the best, and and I feel like I I've, I've done that. And uh, so it, it, their website is is fabulous, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a good uh, resource. Check out yourself, and uh, you'll see that there's a lot of information. You can spend a lot of time digging in there. No question. Well, Bo, I appreciate you coming to the podcast, educating us on this industry and on the solution. I think it's fascinating. It's something people are reading about today. And I think it'll be something that, you know, it's going to be a big priority for a lot of people in the next year or two as, as water becomes an increased focus. Well, we appreciate the chance to share. And more importantly, we really thrive ourselves on being able to help provide a better environment, aquatic environment for, for everybody. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Bo. You have a great day. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.